Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to The Passing Shot, the tennis podcast by fans. I'm Joel. I'm Kim. And today we are previewing the US Open men and women's draws. Please take your seats quickly, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Well, 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 what a quick turnaround we've got in store in New York. We've got the Cincinnati Open still going on at the moment. And you know, before we know it, it will be the US Open, the first Grand Slam post lockdown in Flushing Meadows beginning on Monday. And the draw was made kind of relatively low key, wasn't it, Kim? Uh, you know, on I think on Thursday, you know, there was no sort of fanfare. There was no uh, big kind of announcement and reveal. It was just kind of it wasn't there and then it was there and you know, there was still kind of obviously tennis going on in, in you know, for Cincinnati. Um, so it's kind of like, you know, almost kind of like caught me off guard a little bit because there's just so much, there's just so much tennis going on at the moment. I know. And I, two pods in 24 hours, Joel. I mean, listeners will, will be sick of hearing our voices uh, by the end of it. But yeah, it just kind of like just appeared on Thursday. You know, that was during the pause in place. So I think they, they didn't want to make a big spectacle of it um, out of respect. Um, but also, I guess they maybe hadn't planned to do that anyway, uh, due to the coronavirus situation. But um, yeah, we have a draw. Play is going to begin uh, in less than two days. And we're going to discuss that, uh, the draw, you know, today to kind of give our two pence worth, make some dodgy predictions. And yeah, <laughs> I mean they can't be any. They cannot be any worse than my predictions for Cincinnati, with you know me suggesting Dominic Team was going to go all the way and and win the tournament. But um, yeah, we've, we're going to be doing our collector set, aren't we? Uh, announcing our uh, our predictions for our six players that we announced in our uh, Cincinnati catch up yesterday. Uh, but before we get onto that, yeah, we're going to be discussing you know the the men's draw. And looking at kind of the, you know, the top half and the bottom half and, you know, this, you know, going into it, we're all kind of looking, I guess, at Novak Djokovic as the, as the favorite. I mean, he still well and truly is the favorite. He's in his own, he's in his own league at the moment. Um, I think the, I think what's made it interesting was the match last night between him and Bautista Agut. It just gave a little bit, I think, a chink of light there, a chink in his armor that perhaps it's not going to be as straightforward as you know many people are expecting yeah it was an interesting match uh, it was about three hours long Novak uh you know lost the first set and then was kind of came back on the second was up 5-2 in the third set and he thought okay he's home and dry now Bautista Agut came back it was 5-0 went to a last set tie break which Novak then you know completely dominated a 7-7 seven, seven love um 
and Novak seemed to be struggling with like illness. He didn't, he didn't look right on the court, but the thing is we have seen that from him before where he's looked kind of a bit down and out and he's, he's regrouped, he's managed to get through and then he seems, you know, fine uh, like the next day. So I don't know how much we should read into that. It's, it's maybe good that he, he got that kind of wobble out the way um, before the US Open. I mean, we'll have to see how he actually does in the final um, of Cincinnati. We're actually recording this before that happened. So, you know, We'll, we'll have to see if, if that's going to give any further indication. However, I still think he's the overwhelming favourite for the US Open. It's just so hard to look beyond him. And I think if he doesn't win, the only reason would be because of like his own issues and an, an illness or something rather than anyone, I would say, like legitimately beating him. Um, I, I was reading an article, Joel, and this phrase, I don't know what article it was, but they, they, their quote was, everything apart from the Serb feels irrelevant. And I kind of couldn't help but agree with that because it does just seem like he is a cart above everyone else in the draw. Yeah, I mean, if he looks at the you know, the draw as a whole, there's nothing for him to be you know worried or scared about. I think the only other player in the draw to have beaten him, um, you know, at Flushing Meadow is... Andy Murray and um you know he's on the you know the other side of the draw we're not expecting him to you know be great but we're not obviously expecting them to meet in in the final so I don't think he's got any sort of um you know big sort of uncertainties and big kind of tests um that he should be kind of yeah be be scared of and kind of looking at his kind of potential route it's pretty you know it's it's it doesn't seem kind of fraught with danger I mean Yes, potentially. I mean, John Isner in the fourth round, that could always be quite tricky. I know John Isner's record against Novak Djokovic isn't that great, but I think his two victories that he's had against him have been on North American hard court. So that might be a bit of a, a test in, in round four. I mean, Struff, to be fair, in, in round three could also be quite uh, quite tricky. He had a pretty good run in, in Cincinnati. And I think, you know, in um, at the Australian Open, he was the only player to take a set off him, I think. You're right. In, in... the first round, I think. Oh, yeah, however, so... they did play in Cincinnati and Novak made fine work of Struff. So I don't know. Oh, of but, course. Sorry. Yeah, they, yeah, they just played. So, I mean... You never know. Um, I mean, if we look a bit further, you know, could be Shapovalov or Goffin in the quarters uh, for Novak and then semis would be Tsitsipas or Zverev, final, you know, Dominic team or Medvedev. It's just, I do feel like it's only if Novak isn't, you know, 100% fitness wise or, you know, with with his health that's for me the only factor that's a question mark other than that I just don't see I just don't see him losing I mean the only question for me would be you know he played a three-hour match against uh you know RBA uh yesterday would he have wanted that as part of his kind of US Open preparation and um for I know he's got this undefeated streak and you know, if is that also kind of a, a motivator for him, kind of, you know, not like not to lose. So if he didn't have an undefeated streak, would he have kind of put in as, you know, would he have put in all of that effort into that RBA match to make sure he came out with the, you know, the victory? Um, you know, I think, yeah, I think the, the streak as well will kind of motivate him. But it, uh, yeah, it's it, it doesn't seem like this is going to be a tournament where... We, we, you know, we'll see him kind of go out, you know, like earlier on. We're fully expecting him, you know, to be in the final. I'd love it for it to be a, a Djokovic-Sissipas semi-final. I think that's probably the best outcome 
from the you know the top half of the draw because I think you know Sissipas again has looked good. He's probably looked the best um, of all the kind of next gen players um, over the last you know week or so in Cincinnati. Interestingly, with Sissipas actually. If we look at that, you know, the top half, he could play Alex Verev uh, in in the quarters. I mean, that is a big if, you know, given the you know what we've seen of of Zverev in in uh, you know in New York so far. But um, that would be quite that would be quite an, an interesting one because you know they are certainly kind of billed as you know the two kind of shining lights of you know the net you know the the next generation, and that would be quite a fun matchup. But again, it's hard to it's hard to see that happening at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, I, I think my money on Zverev getting there is is perhaps the the you know less choicy of the picks. But although you know Zverev to get to the Australian Open semi-finals, um, he has got a tough first round though. Zverev, he's got Kevin Anderson, uh, which I know. is a bit of an awful, interesting one. <laughs> awful draw, awful draw. <laughs> but you know. Kevin Anderson is coming back from injury. You know, his his match fitness, you know, isn't probably going to be right up there. Who knows? Um, but, you know, we'll see. We'll see if Zverev gets through and maybe goes on a roll. His serving is going to have to be a lot more consistent than we saw in Cincinnati. Well, in New York, Cincinnati. Uh, but yeah, that, those two are kind of on the next gen, you know, pathway to me in, in that quarter of the draw. Um, and then if you look at the bottom half of, of the men's draw, you know, we've got Daniel Medvedev, obviously last year's finalist and, you know, the king of, of, of the US Open swing last year, really. Will he be able to replicate, you know, the form of last year? I mean, we haven't seen it from him since. And I think he's got a bit of a tricky draw coming up as well. So I'm, I'm not too sure if he'll be able to equal last year. Uh, I, I thought he looked really good in, in uh, you know, I think he looked really good over the last week. I mean, it was all it was all going well for him. He was a set and a break up on uh, Bautista Agu until, and then it went, you know, completely pear-shaped. But I think I saw enough of Medvedev to, you know, think, if there is a second favorite for the the tournament i would put i would put it as medvedev i don't think it's i don't think it's dominic team and i think if you look at one player i think going into the us open one player who you would expect to get to the final from the bottom half of the draw for me it's not dominic team it's it's daniel medvedev Okay. Yeah. I mean, fair enough. Fair enough. He, he does have two players in his section who are sort of coroned out. Maybe Guido Payer was due to be his first seeded opponent. If, if you're looking at the pathways, is Guido Payer actually playing? Cause obviously he had to pull out of, um, Cincinnati because his fitness trainer tested positive. So I'm assuming he's okay. He's got the go ahead to play the US Open, but, um, Obviously, not ideal the fact that he wasn't able to play in Cincy. Um, he's also got Dimitrov as a potential fourth round, I think. And obviously, D- Grigor's still possibly struggling with after effects of, of having COVID. Um, but for me, I'm just not sure Medvedev's going to go beyond the quarterfinals. I, I feel like we could be seeing a quarterfinal against Rublev or even Berrettini, who, you know, is a semi finalist from last year. I, I feel like, I just, I don't know, I'm. I'm 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 not I'm not convinced, but we'll see. I'm I'm sort of I've got I don't know I've got good vibes that maybe Rublev could could go deep, but whether that's just a hope more than anything. <laughs> How convinced are you about Dominic Dominic Team's form? Because oh, I feel like this yeah. part of the this part of the draw is an absolute. Um, I mean, this is a really tricky test for him. You know, the fact that he didn't get as much 
match play as he would have wanted to in Cincinnati going out in the, you know, in the first round, you know, it's going to be, a tall, I think it's going to be a tall order for him. And, you know, I don't know if he'll have, you know, in the back of his head, because he went out in the first round of, you know, Flushy Meadow last year. And, um, you know, I don't know if he'll have those kind of doubts kind of circling in his his head about, a, you know, an early exit, because he does have a very, I think, tricky draw. I think kind of Raonic is potentially there. Andy Murray is uh, potentially there as well. Um, Marin Cilic as well. So I think he's really kind of got, um, he's got a really kind of tricky test, I think, that's going to, I mean, if he gets through it, it's going to put him in really good, I think, position kind of going into kind of the business end of the tournament. But he's certainly got a few, um, he's got, he's certainly got a few more testing matches, I think, to get through than say, you know, a Djokovic does um, in the top half of the draw. Yeah, it just depends which Dominic team is going to turn up because if he plays like he did in Cincinnati, you know, that's that he's not going to go very far, is he? But I mean, maybe that's just his, you know, he's got out the way like his bad performance. He's got out the way, you know, um, and it is best of five in a slam. So if you do throw in two dodgy sets, there is still a hope that you can turn the match around. Um, so it just depends. But for me, I'm just thinking actually from this section of the draw, is RBA the what the one we should be looking out for? You know, just based on kind of getting to the semis in in Cincy, we know he's quite consistent at, at slams. You know, he's got to the semis of Wimbledon last year. He's very. Um, I always I feel like he's a very reliable <laughs> contender. But having said that, he'll probably crash out in the first round now. But um, we've also got Karen Hatchinov, who you know on his day could could technically beat anyone. You know, um, it is a tough tough tricky you know section of of the draw and if team's going to come through and and fulfill kind of a lot of the expectation that I think the tennis world are you know putting on him as being like the next player to win a slam he's you know he has got his work cut out for him if he's going to do it um in in this tournament but you know maybe he'll rise to the challenge and uh prove us wrong but uh i'm that's i think the the lower half of the draw is the bit i'm i'm the most excited about because for me the top half it's Djokovic or or nothing really um and so the lower half is is kind of more exciting and that's where we've got Andy Murray as well so let's talk about the Brits because we've got four british guys um Andy Murray let's start with him he opens against uh Nishioka japanese player he's 52 in the world at the moment what do you make of that? Is that winnable? I mean, yeah, it sh- I mean, it, sh- it should be. Um, I think that's a, I think that's a very nice kind of loosener, you know, for Murray to go in at best of, you know, at best of five. I mean, it's certainly not going to be easy. And, you know, he has to, you know, put some things right or, you know, at least work on some things that, um, you know, weren't clicking all the time in uh, Cincinnati, particularly, I think his, you know, first and second serving, but um you know, looking beyond that, he could play Auger Aliassime in round two. And I think that will give him an even sterner test because, you know, a player like that, a very fit player kind of over a best of five format, I think that's going to be a bit more of a, a challenge. And, uh, you know, from there, it could only get, it can only get trickier, I think. And he could play Dan Evans in, in, in the third round. And we kind of saw a taste of that in the, the Battle of the Brits. So, uh, you know, I think with Murray... You know, we said it recently. It's kind of t- you know you have to take it one match at the one match at a time. But you know we're, we're not expecting you know we're not expecting him to get to the you know the the final. But I certainly think if he can get to the second week, that would be a 
I think that would be a very, very impressive, you know, return return from him. Yeah, I'm just not sure. If, I think he'll win. I think he'll win against Nishioka, but I just FAA for me. That's where the question mark is. I'm just. I, it depends. I think if he get, if he can win comfortably, you know, three sets in the first round, then fine. Uh, but it depends. You know, if his match is going to go long, go to five. Like how is he's going to hold up? Um, I would love to see him play Dan Evans in the third round, though. I think that would be great. So I, I am hoping that we actually get that. But um, the pessimist in me is like, oh, no, round two is, is where it's going to end. <laughs> um, I mean, talk about Dan Evans. <laughs> He's got a very winnable first round. And I mean, good heavens, if he loses this, I'll be most annoyed. Uh, he's playing Seaboth Wild, Seaboth Will. I'm, I'm never sure how to say his name. Um, and it's actually his first it's main a great draw. Name though, isn't it? Oh, it's a great name. I think he's, I think he's Brazilian. Um, but yeah, he's like ranked 113 in the world. So I'm really hoping Dan doesn't kind of mess this one up because that's a great, uh, you know, draw for him. Uh, Carl Edmonds got Alex Bublik. That, that, well, that's not, I mean... I don't know. I mean, I'm hoping I mean, it depends Carl will what come public through that. Up. Depends, yeah, yeah. It depends what public turns up. I remember watching public in Queens, uh, Queens qualifying against uh, Jack Draper, and um, yeah, it, he blew kind of very hot and cold in that match. And he again is one of those players who can play, uh, you know, good. A, you know a good set of tennis but whether he can do it over best of five is still I think he's still kind of learning that and I would expect yeah Kyle I think to come through that interestingly he could get Novak Djokovic in round two and I think that would be a really you know you know if you talk about early tests I know you know Djokovic could um I think that could be probably the first test you know that that Djokovic could face if Kyle Edman does come through public is is that round two because we know that Kyle has the you know the weapons to kind of um, test you know the kind of the top ranked players you know particularly with his kind of big serve and, and big booming forehand so again that could be very interesting he could you know I, I don't it could be a very um, close and competitive match but you know you'd still kind of obviously back Djokovic to win but um, yeah Edmund. I think he'll be a bit a bit annoyed that he could face Djokovic in round two, but I think it'll be good to see what level he is at mm-hmm. um, yeah. know, facing the best in the world. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, he wouldn't, I think, you know, obviously expect to win that, but, and you know, he could have hoped for a, an easier second round, but I think actually it would be good just to see how, how he will fare against Djokovic, like how, how close it could possibly be or, you know, compared to when they last played. I think they played at Wimbledon a couple of years ago in, in a slam, didn't they? Um, maybe second or third round, but yeah, it will be it will be interesting to see how he fares if if we get that. And then just a note, Cam Norrie, he facing Schwartzman in the first round, so you know Schwartzman's seeded ninth for this tournament. Tough. So very that tough, is, yeah, yeah. That's the hard you know hard first round. We're not going to expect Cam to win that one. So I mean, if he can you know get close or or pull off an upset, that would be you know like an added bonus. But yeah, we're not, we're not expecting too much from that. But um, let's have a look at some of the other first round matches that the draw has thrown up that kind of might please uh you know the eye uh for me i'm i'm quite looking forward to yannick sinner against karen hatchinoff i think that's gonna be um an interesting one just to see you know especially how sinner does you know there's a lot that's been said about him as kind of the the newest member of the next gen you know he's still very very young um and yeah he's he's one that's kind of you know i'm I'm watching um out of interest to see how he's gonna kind of progress as he you know, starts playing slams yeah 
I've also I've also got my eye on uh, Bautista Agut versus Tennis Sangrin because Tennis Sangrin is I know Tennis Sangrin I know is a bit of a Marmite player. Some you know people play people obviously don't agree with you know his views off court and on kind of social media, but he again I think has shown that he can play very, very good quality tennis. I think he. Yeah. he uh, you know, he gave Novak Djokovic a good game in in Cincinnati. You know, we all know that match against uh, you know Roger Federer, uh, where he had uh, you know umpteen amounts of, <laughs> of match points. Um, but I certainly don't think that's an absolute gimme for for Bautista Agut, particularly um, you know after having played you know a three hour match um, you know on a on fr- on a Friday evening. So I, I wonder if that might be. Uh, that, I mean, I could easily see that going five sets. Um, Kevin Anderson, Alex Vera as well. We spoke about that. That feels like the most, if there's going to be a high profile knockout of a seed in the first round, it feels like that might be where the, that might be where it's coming from. Um, and then Riley Opelka versus David Goffin. I mean, another, I, I mean, we had Opelka Schwartzman last week, which was a, another sort of tall person versus short person uh, matchup. And it, we're just kind of continuing that theme, aren't we, with Opelka, Goffan and you know I think that would be a very I think that would be a very interesting kind of tactical battle to watch because we all know how Goffan is very kind of is able in you know he's very good in terms of his movement and and kind of his variety in shot selection getting players around the court so um, I'm very interested to see how that kind of kind of plays out because you know Elpelka again has been in good form uh, I think got to the quarters in, in Cincinnati first I think first quarter final actually at a Masters level event but um, yeah some very interesting interesting matches there. Talking of tall men Karlovic I didn't know he was still playing but Karlovic is playing Richard Gasquet um, so that's quite an old school match isn't it my yeah. gosh uh, a little that's, that's like space. 2000 and, yeah that's like <laughs> a 2008 sort of match Although, Pat- <laughs> but I mean, it's yeah, it's that. I mean, again, that's a, a really kind of an uh, yeah, old school, an old school matchup. I mean, Karlovic and his you know, serving is just, uh, it's just, I guess, when you've got a serve that good, it's like you, you can, you can last longer in the game because you're not having to, you can rely on just kind of backing down <laughs> so many aces. Very true. Well, we're just going to take a short break now and then we'll come back and look at the women's draw and we'll be revealing our collector set prediction. So um, see you in a moment. Okay, welcome back. This is The Passing Shot. You're joined by Joel and Kim. And now we're going to move on to discuss the US Open women's draw uh, to see what we've got in store for us over the next two weeks. Joel, um, I mean, the women's draw, you know, six of the top 10 players are not there. We've been talking a lot over the past few weeks about, you know, how Serena's going to do, who we think is like actually going to take advantage of the fact that a lot of the top players are not there. And after looking at the draw, I'm I'm still not sure because it's just open to pretty much. I mean, so many people could could take that title home. It's a bit of a minefield, to say the least. Yeah, you could put a blindfold on and just kind of point your finger at any section in the draw, and I think a winner could come from there. To be honest, because it is just that open. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if we get a you know first time Grand Slam champion. You know, there's going to be there's no Barty, there's no Hallett. Um, it, it feels like this is you know this is a big opportunity, and I mean, push. And I think you know Pushkova is the number one seed. She will be looking at this as an opportunity to kind of break her break her duck because. 
you know, we talk about her as a player who is never able, I think, to kind of string, you know, the perfect kind of two weeks together and win seven matches in a row. And, you know, as the number one seed, she's not, you know, you're not going to be able to get a, you know, a better chance to, to do it than right now. Exactly. I mean, this is, you know, prime time for her to finally do it. But I, the jury's always kind of out on Pliskova, isn't it? It's it's like she, she has enough to win, you know, premier events left, right and centre, really. But when it comes to the slams, she's always just seemed to to lack that sort of special something. And she's got an all right draw, but she she does have possibly... Jennifer Brady, third round, you know, recent winner of Lexington, looked in, in pretty good form there. Um, and then it's just, for me, it's not really so much the draw for Pliskova because on her day, you know, we know she can beat anyone, um, but it's just whether, I don't know, it's just, it's hard to explain, isn't it? It's kind of like some people have the X factor and some people don't, you know, and it's like Pliskova just doesn't seem to have that kind of, extra something to get her over the finish line. Um, and I feel like someone like a Jennifer Brady could easily come along and just knock her out. Um, you know, Bob's your uncle. There we go. Off Pliskova goes again. Um, I mean, Kerber's in this section of the draw as well. And we know on her day, Kerber can, you know, she's a three-time slam champion and world number, and, you know, former world number one. So why not give, why not give her a shot to go and, and claim, you know, a fourth slam? It's certainly possible. Yeah, interestingly, Kerber didn't play Cincinnati. She, I think, is still just kind of training and hitting in, in Europe. And she's literally coming over. I think it was kind of, was kind of like a last minute decision by her to come over and play in New York. So I wonder if that sort of approach where, you know, she's literally just coming over for the Grand Slam will, you know, be of an advantage to her. You know, Muguruza is probably in the, the same position as well. I know she's over in, in New York now. Um, but, you know, having not played... Cincinnati. I don't know if that's going to be able to kind of give them, you know, an advantage in in some way over you know the you know what all the kind of the majority of players will have been you know coming into. You know, you were talking earlier about you know Pliskova not having that X factor that it kind of enables her to kind of win a Grand Slam. Well, one player that does have that X factor is Naomi Osaka, who has been fantastic, uh, you know, through Cincinnati. Uh, this week and you know she is in decent form um you know i think she she's got a pretty good draw as well i think what's interesting there is she could face uh coco goff in round three which that could be the third straight time they face each other at grand slab at grand slab level yeah it's interesting how the draw keeps kind of wanting to put them together um i remember though that asaka absolutely thrashed uh, Goff, uh, didn't she, in, in one of their meetings? And it was kind of very, you know, underwhelming, like not what we thought was going to happen. Um, yeah, it, it's Asaka's in very decent form. If I had to pick someone, I think she's like kind of right up there in my mind, just based on Cincinnati and her performances. Um, but you've also got floating around in this section of the draw, uh, Kvitova. Um, you've also got like Rybakina. You know, she did very well at the start of the year, but. In a, you know, she could pull off an upset. I don't think she's going to win the tournament, but she sort of certainly on her day could could pull off a shock. Uh, Annette's Contivate as well uh, in this section. And she's been throwing in some good performances lately. So um, I think it's a fair draw for Osaka. I think she can come through it. We know she can win slams. And um, obviously, I feel like 
with everything that's you know gone on with her statement about the kind of the Black Lives Matter movement and and you know police brutality and and the pause in play kind of being very much instigated by her within the within the tennis community. I think that's going to give her maybe an extra edge, like energy, kind of inspiration to propel her on. Um, I feel like kind of, you know, it's like having a, a force with you um, and maybe she, she'll be playing, you know, she, it will take her mind off her own kind of expectations on herself and her performance. And she'll just kind of maybe be playing for like a higher purpose. I don't know, but you know, I feel like I certainly think that she's kind of onto something. Um, and then if we look at the second half of the draw, we've got obviously Serena Williams, the third seed. Um, oh, looking at her draw, it's not the easiest of draws. And, you know, just based on Serena's inability to actually win comfortably of late, and she keeps going to three set tussles and and perhaps, perhaps losing when really she should have won. Um, I don't see her going that deep in the US Open. I don't know about you, Joel, having looked at her possible route through. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not great not being able to kind of win easy kind of going into Grand Sams because I think, you know, when you're having to play potentially kind of seven matches in, you know, over two weeks, you're, you're going to want to have, you know, those matches where you spend as little time on court as possible. And we've kind of been seeing, you know, since kind of post-lockdown, Serena Williams' performances on court, they've all been real tussles that have, you know, taken you know, have taken, you know, a considerable amount of time and effort on her behalf to kind of get through. And, you know, yeah, looking at her draw, it's kind of, I think it's quite tricky for her when it gets to, um, you know, the fourth round, she could come up against Sakari. Sakari just beat her in, in, in Cincinnati, probably on the, you know, potentially even on the same tennis court. So, you know, again, I'm, you know, I'm not sure. I mean, I feel like we've always been in this, we've been in this situation before where people have been ready to kind of write off kind of Serena Williams, um, you know, at a Grand Slam uh, level, and and you know, and she's kind of responded and you know gone and won the thing. But you know, I really kind of think this time, uh, yeah, I just would not be surprised. Uh, you know, given kind of the very short kind of tur- you know turnover between Cincinnati and and um, the U.S. Open, you know, I. Oh, no, what, what, you know, what is she going to be able to do? And, you know, if it does come to kind of a Serena Williams, Maria Sakari kind of rematch in the fourth round, I'm, I would have to kind of back, back Sakari. Yeah, I thought that was the most interesting thing that stuck out, you know, looking at Serena's route through. I thought, oh, rematch of Sakari. Um, interestingly, before that, she could play Monica Puig in the second round. And I thought, oh, if Olympic Puig turns up, that'll be interesting. <laughs> but I don't think we've really seen that from her since, you know, 2016. So uh, wishful thinking, maybe. Uh, possibly Sloane Stephens in the third round. But given Sloane Stephens' runner form, I doubt, I doubt she's going to get that far. Um, so yeah, so for me, Serena, it was kind of the Sakari match fourth round, you know, if it comes to that. And then quarter, maybe Madison Keys or, or Garbini Muguruth. So... That's potentially, I feel like Serena can win ugly a few rounds, but eventually, you know, there's going to, she won't be able to cross the finish line time after time after time. So um, I certainly, yeah, it's, I mean, she has reached the final the last two years and it is a grand slam and I'm always loath to, to go to against Serena, um, you know, in a slam. So I've, <laughs> I don't know. It's, uh, we will see. And then just to, just to kind of finish off the women's draw, we've obviously got Sophia Kenin down at the bottom of the draw. Um, you know, she'll be hoping to pick up a second straight slam and kind of pick off where she 
you know, where she stopped in Melbourne, really. Um, she's got Wickmire in the first round. Uh, I think early on, if we look at her draw, Ons Yabor, third round. Now that could be uh, an upset, I think, waiting in the wings. Yes. I think that would, if that happens, I think that will be an upset. Um, you know, Kennan obviously had that shock loss in Cincinnati. Yabor has looked very, very good on a tennis court. I mean, she lost to Azarenka, but put up a good fight in that, in, in their match, and particularly in that first set. And obviously Azarenka's gone on to the, you know, to the final. So I think for me, Yabor is going to be the very, is going to be the danger player in, in that part of the, the draw, particularly, um, particularly for Kenin. I mean, to be honest, that part of the, you know, that quarter alone, I mean, it's, it has got a lot of kind of, it's probably, it's got some of the most informed players, um, you know, post lockdown on kind of the women's tour, you know, Conta's there, um, Azarenka's there who, you know, both, you know, reached the you know, semi-final and final. Elise Mertens, I mean, she, again, she lost to Osaka in the semi-finals. I mean, it's, it, that is going to be a tough, um, you know, that is going to be a tough, uh, you know, journey to kind of navigate for, for Kenin. Um, you know, we've seen her, you know, we've seen her quality at a Grand Slam level, but I wonder if she's going to be a little bit undercooked based on the fact that she went out, um, when <laughs> the fact that she went out so early on in, um, you know, in uh, Cincinnati, New York. And obviously we've got Kim Kleisters as well, who's being thrown in this section of the draw. Uh, she opens against Alexandrova, who is the 21st seed. So, you know, not not the easiest first round. If she does does get through um, a few rounds, she could face Elise Mertens in the third round. So an all Belgian affair. Uh, obviously Mertens in good form. So I'd, I'd be hard picked to see if Kleisters could, you know, go any further than that. But um, it would be interesting. I hope she plays. I hope she doesn't pull out like she did uh, for Cincinnati. And also Azarenka, she could face Sabalenka, her, you know, compatriot in the second round. So there is no easy match really in in this section of the draw uh, or, or really any section, Joel, because, I mean, if you just look at, um, you know, some of the other seeds who are in there that we haven't talked about, Alison Risk, you know, on her day, she is such a fiery competitor you know she could she could go deep um you know madison keys as well we haven't really mentioned her too much um it's just like there's so many players you know muguruza you know australian open finalist uh it's it's just um a plethora of of contenders really and and that's even with you know many of the top women not even in the field yeah, and I think one of the most interesting kind of players, yeah, from a British perspective, certainly is is Joe Conter because, you know, we were kind of like looking at a form after Lexington, wondering, you know, is she going to be able to kind of show the, you know, her ability, you know, that we've seen, you know, seen previously at Grand Slams, and then we saw that in Cincinnati, and it was, uh, you know, it was great. She got to the semi-finals. Yes, she lost to Azarenka from a set up, but. You know, it was it was really great to you know it was really kind of great to see um, and yeah I don't know how what do you think how far do you think she's going to go in in the U.S. Open do you think she's a, a threat to the the title I feel like she's she's been very much on the cusp of making that sort of Grand Slam breakthrough and I feel like now more than ever it's certainly a time for her to be able to do that. Yeah, I don't want to put the curse on on her. I don't want to tempt fate, <laughs> but I can certainly see her, you know, getting to another semi-final. Um, I would absolutely love, obviously, for Joe to win, but I just think 
yeah, I can't get too carried away, but I, I can totally see, you know, her being able to do it. Um, I, I think she's capable. Um, but yeah, I don't want to say anything further, really. Um, ironically, <laughs> I mean, she's got Heather Watson. I know. I know. She's got. <laughs> I know what a first round like there's only two British women you know in the main draw um and what are the chances that are drawn against each other in the first round I mean imagine if Heather Watson wins that one she's never beaten Joe Conter like the three times they've played and obviously Conter's in good form from Cincinnati like does Heather stand you know any chance I, I don't know um yeah I, I'm struggling to make an argument for Heather Watson to like to to win that match in a you know an all British affair, I kind of I kind of see Conte if she just plays the way she's been playing in Cincinnati to be able to overpower uh, you know overpower Watson. So you know I'm expecting yeah Conte you know Conte to do well. You know you've got this she's got this kind of new coaching partnership and yeah it it seems to be prospering and and hopefully it will prosper into kind of the US Open. I mean she could face Sabalenka or you know, maybe even Azarenka in the the quarterfinals and. You know, an Azarenka rematch might be, um, you know, it might be a good opportunity to put something right that, you know, she was probably quite frustrated about the fact that she was, you know, a setup, um, you know, looking on course, um, you know, for a, you know, a final appearance. But um, yeah, that, that hopefully is, you know, potentially to come. But um, yeah, I think there's, I think we've got reason to be kind of cheerful and, and optimistic when, you know, Conta is playing the way she is, uh, you know, at the moment. Yeah, and just before we finish up today, Joel, there are some other, you know, fantastic first round matches that have been thrown up by the draw. I mean, Carolina Mukova against Venus Williams, that's quite a tasty one. You know, Mukova, gosh, she got to the Wimbledon quarterfinals, was it last year? Um, she's a player that I'm kind of quite keen to watch. I, I really like uh, the way she plays. And obviously, Venus Williams, you know, I've been, that could go either way. Uh, I'd be intrigued to see who comes through that one. Um, and I mean, for me also as well, Jessica Pegula against Marie Bauschkova, <laughs> two kind of fairly informed players, I would say. They've had some good wins of late, both of them. So perhaps a bit annoying that they've drawn each other in the first round, because I would think both of those players would be outside contenders to kind of go into the second week. I think that would be a fair yeah, assessment. Definitely. So, uh, yeah, lots going on. Zvonareva Leila Annie Fernandez also is Ooh, one I yes. quite look at um look of because that's a classic sort of Zvonareva, you know, she Grand Slam finalist, got kind of great pedigree at this tournament against an up-and-comer like Fernandez, who I don't think gets as much gets talked about as much because of other players like kind of Coco Goff in her in the same sort of kind of career path but I think certainly she's a player that can cause uh, an, an upset and um, I, I always like a good or good old-fashioned sort of experience versus youth uh, mm-hmm. yeah, matchup and I think you Z- do love that don't Zvonareva, you? <laughs> yeah and I think Zvonareva Fernandez perfectly kind of typifies that in uh, you know the first round of the uh, the women's draw yeah and just a note on Coco Goff you know she's got Anastasia Severstova in the first round who you know has, has dropped down a bit in the rankings, but on her day, she was just kind of outside the top 10 and she actually got to the semis here two years ago. So she she knows how to go deep in a slam. She's a nifty player. She, I, I don't, I can see Goff losing that one. Um, you know, I, I, I can see the, the Goff Osaka third round, you know, not even happening, to be honest. Um, if Sever, Severstova, you know, plays the way we know she can. But 
you know, we, we'll see. Again, there's lots of interesting matches uh, to get our teeth into. Um, just before we carry on, Joel, to kind of talk about collector set, uh, just a note on the doubles. Um, you know, we've got lots of British guys in the doubles draw. Obviously, Jamie and Neil, they're in the Cincinnati final. Um, and obviously, we've got Joe Salisbury, but we've also got you know, Dom Inglot, Johnny O'Mara, Luke Bambridge and, and Ken Skupski in there as well. So lots to cheer on um, in the doubles. Um, the Bryans, though, will not be there and they've actually announced their kind of immediate retirement. So they will not be having a David Ferrer style goodbye tour. They've, they've sort of dusted, you know, they've, they've sort of called it a day already. Um, so that's a bit of a shame that they didn't have kind of one last hurrah at their home slam. I feel like they deserved it, to be honest. And it's just a shame that, you know, circumstances have almost kind of got the better of the, the situation um, because, you know, they've been immense, they've been immense players on the, you know, the doubles tour over the last you know couple of decades. And, you know, they deserve, I think they deserve better than this, to be honest. But, um, you know, sadly it's not to be. Um, but I think for, again, for British kind of hopes, uh, you know, Jamie Murray and Neil Skupski, they're in the final in, um, in Cincinnati. They're showing really good form. I know they've got kind of Dodig and, and Palasic kind of first up, but, you know, the fact that they beat the kind of the top seeds in Cabal and Farah, um, you know, in this, uh, you know, in Cincinnati, I don't think they're going to be kind of phased by that. Um, and I think it will be a very kind of good test for them. So, you know, I think if they can overcome that hurdle, they can, they could definitely be contenders. Um, they could be contenders as could, you know, Joe Salisbury and Rajiv Ram. Exactly. And uh, we'll also be cheering on Gabby Dabrowski, won't we, Joel? Uh, since mm. she came on our pod, uh, we know we're, we've become fans. So she's playing with Alison Risk as well, which is a great partnership. So uh, we'll be cheering her on in the women's doubles. And annoyingly, there's no mixed doubles, you know, because they help to chop the, the number of, you know, players down. Uh, so we don't have the joy of the mixed uh, for this edition of the US Open. Uh, but yeah, collector set. Let's let's discuss our, our predictions challenge, because for those of you listeners who perhaps haven't played along before or don't know what it is, we basically pick three men and three women and um, we make predictions based on how far we think they're going to go in the tournament. So what round do you think they're going to get to? Um and yeah, we, we've put this out on our Twitter. So do play along, um, you know, let us know who, who, who you think is going to make, you know, what round and see if you can beat us. I think, I mean, most people normally do beat us, don't they, Joel? We, we're not very good at our <laughs> <Yeah>. own game. <laughs> <laughs> no, but we're going to, we, we, got, we are going to give it a shot. And, um, yeah, the six players we have chosen are Murray, uh, Raonic, Medvedev, Serena Williams, Victoria Azarenka and Jons Ons Jabor. So let's kind of go through how far we think all these players are going to get to. So Kim, let's start with the let's start with the men. So Murray, Ranich, Medvedev. What are you what are you thinking? How far how far do you see how far do you see them going? Oh well, I've been a bit negative on Andy Murray. Uh, I've put round two because I think <laughs> that maybe FAA is going to get the better of him. Okay. I know, I know. Okay. Don't want to tempt fate. I'd love to see him reach the third round and play Evans. <laughs> You're um, setting expectations low so he can impress you. <laughs> exactly. Prove me wrong, Andy. Uh, and then as for Ryonich, I've gone. I've gone third round because although he's obviously reached the Cincinnati final. I kind of looked at the draw and thought, oh, he's due to play RBA in the third round. And who am I going to pick out of the two of them? And I kind of went for RBA. 
Although I'm slightly less sure of myself now that you mentioned RBA against Sangren because I'm thinking, oh, actually, Sangren could be the one that comes through this section. Mm. But we'll <laughs> see. <laughs> um, and then Medvedev, yeah, I've got him reaching the quarters. I've gone a bit uh, modest on Medvedev. I, I feel like he uh, he might lose to to maybe Rublev or, or someone in the quarters. I don't know. Okay, I think they played there last year, though, well, didn't they? Well, I have gone. So for Murray, uh, I'm. I think he's going to get to the third round. I think he'll overcome FAA, but I can't see him beating. If if it is a all British affair and he's playing Dan Evans in round three, I think Dan Evans will. I think Dan Evans will beat him. I think Murray potentially, if he does beat FAA, I think that could be a a four or, or potentially five set match. So, um, uh, yeah, I've got round three for Murray. Round itch, I'm going quarterfinals. Um, I think, yeah, I think he's just looked very good, and I think he's he's kind of he'll. I think he will come out over RBA if that does if that does kind of happen um, and get through to the quarters. And then Medvedev, I have gone, I've gone big, and I'm expecting him fully to um, get to the final and uh, lose again to Novak. Well, lose again in the final, but this time to Novak Djokovic. I think, I think that is what's going to happen. Um, I think, yeah, he looked pretty good in Cincinnati and I think he'll just kind of continue his form. I think it's good that he's on the other side of the draw um, to Djokovic. Um, I think Djokovic will be breathing a bit of a sigh of relief with regards to that, but I certainly think that he is going to be the form player, I think, in that in that bottom half for me. Um, so, yeah. Fair enough. And what about what about the women? Do you want to go first for our, our female yeah. contenders? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I've got um, as kind of following on from earlier for Serena Williams. I think I think she's going to get to the fourth round. She's probably going to play nine sets of tennis to get there. Um, but uh, you know, I think she'll lose if she comes up against Sakari again. I just um, I'm anticipating yeah her to kind of bow out of the competition there as a ranker as well. Um, I think she'll overcome Sabalenka um, and I've got her getting to the, the fourth round and then um, Ons Yabor. Uh, I think she, I think she, I think she could face Kenin, I think in the third round, but I think if that does happen, I think she'll, I think she'll win that. And I think she'll come through that quarter Um and uh, I think she'll reach the quarterfinals. So I've gone Serena round four, Azarenka round four, and Yabor quarterfinals. Very nice. Um, I've gone the same with Onjubir. I, I think she's going to be the quarterfinalist from that section. Um, and then Serena, I've gone a slightly better. I've gone quarterfinal. I feel like if she does get to a Sakari fourth round, I feel like Serena's going to actually get over the finish line on that one this time. But I feel like it will just be too much to go further than that I feel like she's going to have some tough matches in the first week and it will I don't know it'll just be too much in the end um and then Azarenka I've gone second round actually I feel like I would love her to you know back up her her form in in Cincinnati but I feel like she's still at that stage where she's not consistent yet like enough to to back it up kind of week after week so I feel like Sabalenka will get the better of her in the second round um and just before we finish Joel um yeah, that's our collector set prediction. So listeners, like, do let us know your your predictions for those and we will uh, let you know throughout the tournament, you know, who's um, in with the shot still. Basically, the person who gets the most correct answers uh, will win and we do have a special prize up our sleeve for that. Um, but Joel, if we're just considering, like, the two winners of, of the slam, 
you know, Ooh. male winner, Ooh. female winner, two names, like yep. two seconds. Who are you going for? <laughs> Um, I mean, men's, you've, I think you've got it. I know it's got incredibly boring answer, but it's got to be Novak Djokovic. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's just like, it's his to lose. And I just can't, I just can't see him losing mm. it. Um, I think he could win. Uh, to be honest, I think he could win it on one leg. Um, I don't even <laughs> think he needs to play. I don't think he even needs to play his best tennis. And I think he can, I think yeah. he can win. I think he can win it. So I'm going to go Novak Djokovic for the men in terms of the women. I think it's, as I said, I think it's a completely, it's a complete mystery. Uh, it could be anyone. Um, and I am going to go with, I'm going to go really rogue here. I'm going to say Joe Conta. Um, oh my God. I'm going to say, <laughs> I'm going to say Joe Conta because I think, you know, she looked really good in Cincinnati. I didn't, I know she kind of lost to Azarenka, but from what I saw, I thought she played absolutely kind of fantastic tennis. And I think she knows, I think, you know, she knows she's one of the players who's had experience of kind of getting to the, you know, the the kind of the the business end of the, you know, of Grand Slams. And I'm expecting her to kind of go one step further. And, you know, this is this isn't a big opportunity. I mean, six out, as you said, six out of the 10 top uh, top women's players aren't there. And I think Conta is probably one of the best players in one of the best positions to, you know, to make the most of that. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go Joko. Oh, two Jokos, if you think about it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> anyway, well, yeah, exactly. well, yeah. Um, yeah, I would have to say Djokovic as well. And I'm going to be lazy with my female prediction and just say Osaka, just based on a form in Cincy. Uh, but I feel like that maybe is a lazy uh, prediction because it's just kind of going on who's, like doing well this week but i don't know you didn't fancy jessica you didn't fancy fancy jessica pagula well uh she's my long shot she's my long shot jessica pagula yeah (laughs) i mean i i did you know i've had my eye on her for a while um you know she's uh she yeah she's been doing all right we'll see how it goes but um we'll be back won't we joel on tuesday i think uh kind of summarizing the first round of action we'll be doing round by round catch-ups throughout the next few weeks so we hope you can join us for those yes uh so make sure you subscribe to us to keep up to date on the us open we're on apple Podcasts, spotify overcast Castbox, stitcher we're on all the the main podcasting platforms out there and if you really enjoy listening to us make sure you tell your friends as well and on apple Podcasts, it would really help us if you left a rating and comment if you enjoy the show yeah and you can follow us on social media as well twitter instagram and facebook we are on all of those at passing shot pod um, you can also email us uh, at passing shot pod uh, at gmail.com so if you've got any queries or um, want to give us any feedback we would love to hear from you and also give us your collector set predictions and we'll uh, add you into the pot and uh, you can play along and see if you can kind of outwit all the other uh, listeners <laughs> and <laughs> and tennis twitter as well <laughs> yes get your collector set predictions in but yeah for the time being this uh kind of wraps it up for this episode of the passing shot i hope you're looking forward to the us open beginning on monday i'm sure it's going to be as surprising and as a unique um as ever and uh yeah hopefully we'll um we'll well we'll see what happens and the passing shot will be there to kind of deliver all the kind of latest news along the way so uh we'll see you hopefully on tuesday evening thank you and goodbye <laughs>